the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Situation Report today. Glad to have you joining us. This is the show where we do our very best three times a week to give you the information and perspectives you need to navigate an ever-changing culture. My name is Jeremy Stolmaker here with Chad Robichaux. And uh, we are going to talk about an ever-changing culture today. It's in your face. You can't get away from it. Uh, Chad, it's, it's Pride Month. And so we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about Pride. I was just walking through the mall and, uh, and literally I felt like I was in a Skittles commercial because there was rainbows <laughs> and colors everywhere. Uh, you know, kids' stores, yep. everywhere is participating in this, in this Pride Month. And uh, it's nothing I've ever seen before in my lifetime. Uh, certainly, uh, there's so many seg- segments of our demographic in America. America is comprised of so many different people, different uh, people that come from different countries and, and uh, ethnical backgrounds and, and uh, this different type of demographics yeah. throughout yeah. our country. But who gets a month? Uh, yeah. Whole month? Well, what's uh, what's really interesting about you know all of this to me, and, and this is just kind of where we're living now. I think with with a lot of things, um, is we we talk about equality and and even equity. Uh, we talk about inclusion, all these things, and then in order to enforce inclusion, we start excluding people. So we start segmenting people out. So now we have, um, in order to show how inclusive we are, we're going to set aside this month for you know people who are different than than um, than other people. And it, it's crazy. It has the opposite. It has the opposite effect. The uh, opposite effect. Yeah, it, it separates. Doesn't include. It, it really does. It, may, it makes. Yeah. It, it's. Uh, I think we're seeing it right now. I think they, the push for this this year, has. The, the response has been the opposite way. I mean, I never really batted an eye at a, at a pride day or anything like that, but this, uh, and this push has been so deliberate and so intentional and, uh, and, and so targeted, uh, towards certain segments that I believe it shouldn't be targeted right. so specifically. And I, told, and I will talk about it as children that, uh, that it's, it's gotten pushback yeah. and, uh, and, and it's had the opposite effect that I think was intended for. It's a, it's a crazy thing, and I think it's important for us to pause, and that's why we're doing the show, obviously, to pause and kind of break this down because I, I, I think that um, we're living at a time where people have different opinions and different views, but everyone has been so beaten by the media into submission that even though we may have a different opinion, we're going to keep it to ourselves. So it feels like everyone in the world agrees with this. Everyone in the world thinks this is a good thing, right? And... It, that's not true, first of all. And second, it's largely because we've been told that we have to go along with this idea or else uh, we're bigoted somehow or something. And so we're not able to yeah. speak our, our uh, share our opinions. And, and we have to have a space where we can talk about this in a rational, like clear, calm way. Yeah, you should be able to talk about it. You shouldn't have repercussions for talking about it, first right. of all, because it's America. Uh, and, uh, you know, shows like this one should be able to talk about this topic. 
Yeah, look, uh, I mean, I will be just upfront and frank. Like, I, uh, even as a Christian, as an, as an American, to me, people have the right to be gay. People have the right to do whatever they want. I know maybe you and I have disagreed before. People, like, if some dude wants to marry some other dude, like, in America, like, you have the freedom to do that. You don't have to believe what I believe. That's right. So that's where I stand on that. What I don't believe is that it should be pushed on other people, that you should have to make me believe your beliefs. Right. Uh, you right. should be able to come into a, a church that doesn't believe in gay marriage and, and be forced to marry you in that right. church. Uh, I, I, that's where I have a problem, uh, and a, a lot of people have a problem. And I think so much to the point that with this LGBTQ plus thing, that the gay community, and I know people in the gay community that don't want to be associated with this group because they feel like it's harmful to the gay community yeah. uh, because it's been pushed so hard and they're, uh, they're actively uh, grooming children and these things. So there's a lot of gay people that don't want to be part of this either. And uh, so there's a lot of disagreement, uh, not just amongst people of faith and people of from the gay community and the homosexual community, but the whole uh, conglomerate of LGBTQ. BTQ plus right. all the things right. they, they aren't on the same page with this. And so you got a, you got a month now uh, dedicated to a group of people that are, or segmented. Yeah. Uh, they don't agree with the same thing. And I, I agree um, that, you know, as Americans, and, and again, I have very strong, um, a very strong position on, you know, a lot of issues based on a biblical worldview. And I try to derive my personal opinions and positions on things uh, from what I believe the Bible says. But what I do believe fundamentally is that as an American, I have the right to live my life according to the Bible. And you can call it whatever you want to. You can say believing in God is believing in, you know, the fairy in the sky or whatever. You can believe whatever you want to about what I believe, but I have the right as an American to believe that and to raise my family um, in accordance with that. But you also have the right to reject it and to live your life however you want to live it, as long as one does not impose their worldview on the other. We have the right to coexist. We have the right to run side by side, but we don't have the right to impose uh, what we believe on other people. And I think that's, you know, really in so many ways what it is to be American. And I think, I feel... I believe that that's why these issues are being pushed on us, because it's really intended not to unite us, but to divide us. Um, I don't know when this has ever been an issue, but it's an issue now because we're being told it is. It, it is. And I mean, it's again, you know, America, I said this in the opening, America is, is divided into so many demographics of people from different religious beliefs and, uh, and, and, and race and all these different things. But I mean, to, uh, to give one group of people uh, a whole month uh, that's dedicated to honoring them is a, it is a divisive thing. And the reason yeah. it's divisive is because it's, it, by the way, we should know it's a small group. Uh, it's a group that would say that conservatively say it's probably more 2%. Right. Um, it's, it's some people, some will say it's like five to 6%. Yeah. But I, I believe it's probably like 2% of, uh, of people would identify in that LGBTQ yeah. uh, plus genre and then if you talk about the trans because uh, which has been the biggest push you're you're talking about not even a fraction right right you had in the numbers it's like a point zero yeah yeah it's a very very small percent statistically it, it's not zero but statistically it, it doesn't register um right. so i mean like to give a whole month of that like what about uh what about a month for 
Jews? What about a month for Muslims? What about a month for Christians? What about a month for uh, heterosexual people? Heck, <laughs> I love, you know, they're can, under can attack. We, can we celebrate that? What about the fact that we, as a nation, uh, have made Memorial Day and Veterans Day a blip in the radar? Yeah. Uh, do you see this kind of uh, this kind of response from Memorial Day and Veterans Day to where every you, a whole month, every store, every company is being peer pressured into uh, flying flying those flags? Or, it's it's just that we don't see it. Or, or something as simple as, and this is important to you and I, post traumatic stress or post traumatic stress disorder. What that's this th- month? But that is this month. So this month has PTSD been PTSD awareness month. designated as PTSD awareness. And yet, if it wasn't for organizations like ours, you know, we work with a veterans organization. If we didn't talk about it, no one's talking about it. And yet mental health is something people are screaming about all the time. Um, you know, anyhow, we know that. But where, where, is, where is that? And so much of it is just posturing. It doesn't actually reflect what people believe. We see companies changing their logos. We see um, so many of these you know, very public displays of support for a community. And yet privately, that's not the case. There's an article here. I'll read some of it from USA Today. The title is Hiding Behind Rainbow Flags. (laughs) These companies' political donations don't match their support of LGBTQ issues. Um, I'll just read a few parts of this. In a year when record number of anti-LGBTQ bills have been introduced in state houses and Congress remains stalled at the Federal Equality Act. The eyes of the public employees and the LGBTQ community will focus more acutely than ever on how corporations celebrate Pride Month in 2022. Gone are the days of rainbow washing corporate social media accounts in June and selling a few rainbow retail items without backing up those displays with real action, advocates said. It's so amazing to see more and more brands celebrating Pride Month every year, but it must be done with authenticity, said Sarah Kate Ellis, president and CEO of GLAAD. Um, And they go on. But, this article continues, while companies are feeling increased pressure to publicly demonstrate their commitment to diversity and inclusion, they also fear becoming the next Disney, (laughs) being retaliated against by politicians if they speak out too much against specific anti-LGBTQ legislation. Many end up sending mixed messages declaring their commitment to that community, um, especially during June, but donating money to politicians who actively oppose gay rights, trans medical care, and more. And I could go on. This article obviously is in favor of this month and in favor of this community and is bemoaning the fact that these or- these companies aren't doing more. Um, many, but- many of these companies... I don't want to cut you off. Yeah, I was going to say, but what what we see are these companies playing both sides. And so when you look at what they're doing, you have to ask the question, are they doing it because they genuinely care or because they need to or feel that they need to? A point was made um, in another article that I read a couple days ago that these same companies, you could look at Nike, some of the big companies, although they'll do this here in the United States where this battle largely has been won for equality, they will not do it in countries where... Um, you know, this type of what we would call equality or against the law. So it's very disingenuous. It's extremely false. And yet this is what we're dealing with every single day, at least in June, which is crazy. Yeah, that's a, I was, I was, that's where I was kind of going. It's like, it, it is crazy that they pick America to pick this fight. Uh, and, they, and they, you know, we, we will get demonized for, for the show, by sure. the way. People yeah, of course. Say we hate gay people, which for the record, I don't hate gay people. Right. Uh, yeah. uh, just for doing this show, but but they'll pick the fight here in America, which is the freest place in the world to be gay. 
uh, and, and to be part of the LGBTQ community, but they won't pick that fight in countries where they literally kill people for being gay. Right. Uh, and they'll still do business with those countries and in those yeah. countries and never will speak up. So it's very disingenuous. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think uh, advocacy for LGBT should be done in areas that they're killing and persecuting right. people for their sexual choices, sure. whether it be gay or LGBT. I, I don't believe anybody should be persecuted or killed for their sexual choices. Uh, and I, I'm happy that America is a place that they can be free to make those choices, even though, you know, even though I personally don't agree with the lifestyle, I, uh, I believe they should be able to be free to do that. But uh, the fact that that's overlooked and so disingenuous and the fact that they uh, will champion it in America but not champion it and, uh, and stand up for it in places yeah. that's really – it's real persecution. Um, and, and we see this in almost you know, so many, so many areas of, uh, of, of life where they – it's just so, so disingenuous, uh, their, their arguments. I'm not sure if you've been to the men's department lately, but men are being held hostage by overpriced brands that simply aren't mission tested. That's why we're excited to tell you about Undertack, the only brand that's literally been battle tested by special forces. These have to be the greatest boxers ever made because they cover all the bases. High quality material that's antibacterial, anti-pilling, and moisture wicking so you stay fresh and dry all day. A quick release fly in a secret pocket and the extra wide waistband for cash or tactical necessities. Undertack is durable, ultra light, fade resistant, and shrink resistant. And here's the best part they're almost 30% less than the competition. Go to getundertack.com. That's getundertack.com right now. Save 20% off your order with the offer code SITREP20. All one word, SITREP20. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. This is a great American company that's unapologetically pro-America, pro-Second Amendment, and pro-military. That's getundertack.com, getundertack.com, offer code SITREP20. It's, it's been really interesting to me to see these companies, and I, I keep asking myself the question, with such a small percentage of people that actually fall within that designation, what's what's the motivation because the companies you think these you know these corporations they exist to sell products whatever those products are why would they why would they do that and the only thing i can come up with is just it's social pressure it's the same thing it's that prevents people from standing up and saying i don't agree with that it's social pressure that the truth is no one can identify where it's coming from yeah yeah and uh, and and no one will, will be the, 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 take the position of who's pushing this social pressure down, but everyone has buckled to it. Churches have buckled to it. Yeah. The yeah. United States military has yeah. buckled to it. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but no one will say where it's, I mean, to at the, in the United States Marine Corps, putting females who say they're, or are male in platoons to go through training with, you know, male, uh, with young men who hadn't even had sex changes yet. Uh, that pressure comes from somewhere, but no one can put a finger on where that pressure comes from. They just know they have to con concede to it. And, and it's really hurting our military. It's hurting our combat readiness. And, and we've just seen a report come out this week that has hurt the recruiting. Yeah. Uh, the Marine Corps, who I love, uh, obviously I love the Marine Corps. And uh, they did this, they tried to jump in this bandwagon. They did uh, took this iconic Marine Corps picture of a, of a, a helmet and uh, that had bullets in the helmet and made those bullets rainbow. 
and uh and they took a backlash for it and uh yeah i uh, i have an article here actually um from the washington stand it's called military recruitment tanks as pride mission backfires the author is suzanne bowdy who i who i don't know but she uh she writes on this and i'll jump into the middle of it she said in the last week the uproar over the post that is what you were just referring to that social media post has become the real story as the Corps and Pentagon take flack from all directions. The Military Times dedicated an entire column to the controversy, saying the Marines missed the mark. As, a, as an aside, I've never been a big fan of the Military Times. I've always thought they're, they're kind of a left-leaning paper. I was surprised they jumped in this too, and they and they they criticized the Marine Corps. It's pretty it's pretty crazy that they would. Um, and when they do, you better listen because there's something wrong. Um, they they went on. This is the the uh, Military Times. Unfortunately, the graphic and message did not seem to resonate for many commentators on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Sarah Sicard observed, outrage is still pouring in from veterans and other fan and other military families who are tired of their service being used as a pack mule for the far left's agenda. Quit being woke, ranted one. Um, And this is a great statement. All Marines are green, another fired back. No colors, no preferences, no special treatment or celebration of any subgroup or category. Just Marines. Leave it at that. Keep social experiment, trendy buzzwords, and politics out of it. Former Fox News producer Kyle Becker uh, was just as pointed, reminding everyone the culture wars are... Not one the Marines were formed to fight. You represent all Americans and not just woke socialists, weaponizing sexual orientation to attack traditional nuclear family and Christian values. Tolerate, yes. Champion aside in cultural debate, not your mission. And this is, uh, this is crazy. Now, I, I, I mean, we could argue and maybe, I, I don't know, maybe we should at some point, um, the value of the don't ask, don't tell policy of the Clinton era and the military. And this was kind of a middle ground, right? You can be whatever yeah. you want to. But just don't make that an issue. That shouldn't be an issue. And if it becomes one, then you're going to end up out of the military. But it was, it was a great it was a great policy, from my opinion. Uh, you know, I, I I didn't agree with the fact that if you were gay, you could, you had to hide it. But look, I mean, um, I think any Marine, uh, especially Marine Corps leaders, would agree with me on this. I'll take a none of this matters in the Marine Corps. Like, if if you have a gay Marine that can do his job and he's stellar, like. I'll take him over some turd that's uh, can't do his job well. Uh, I mean, that, no, no one in the Marine Corps cares about this. They making everyone care about this. We care about you being a good Marine and be able to do your job. That's what we care about in the Marine Corps. Uh, where it does become a problem, and I, I will say I'll go further outside of just a gay lifestyle. When you start changing genders and and uh, and trying to enforce that into uh, combat combat units, yep. then that becomes a problem. But uh, I, I mean, I've been around the Marine Corps a long time. Maybe I'm maybe I'm blind or naive or something like that, but I just never seen Marines care about stuff like this, care about you being a good Marine and doing your job. Yeah. Marines do a lot of crazy stuff that I would uh, be uh, morally against probably. probably. Yeah. I'm almost, yeah. But, <laughs> it's kind of, unfortunately, the hallmarks of being a Marine. And some of it's a lot worse than uh, some of these things we're talking about. But when you get out to the places that it actually matters, that's, that's where um, you want to see if they can perform. And, and, Combat readiness should be the hallmark of the military, and I think the Marine Corps has long kind of held that line when uh, the other branches of the military, by and large, have, have gone more you know, culturally respondent. They've become that phrase woke. I don't, I don't love the phrase, but um, the Marine Corps has held a line. And in the last year, particularly with the COVID stuff, which I'm sure is a big part of why uh, recruitment is, is struggling so much, 
But, but that, and then you look at things like this, why in the world would a young man who aspires to do something manly, aspires to do something masculine, aspires to do something important, why in the world would they join an organization that is going to require you to get a shot that is at best controversial? They're going to require you to do things and sit through then these, you know, these programs, I don't know what else to call them, programs of sexual indoctrination and orientation, when really what you want to do is test yourself, put yourself in an organization that pushes you, and deal with combat America's enemies. Yeah, go kill our nation's enemies. That's what they want to do. I mean, when you're young and you join the Marine Corps, you want to if there's bad guys around the world that are threatening freedom and threatening innocent life around the world, you want to go kill bad guys. You don't want to sit in a, a class to learn how to be culturally sensitive to right. people that are changing their gender and stuff like that. But that's what they're being forced to do. And it's, it's taken prior. It, it takes precedence. It has taken precedence over training. And I believe a lot of this stuff has become a, a threat to national security because when you start putting some of these agendas ahead of readiness, then it is a threat to national security. Yeah. And it may sound extreme, but it just really is. I mean, our, the, the job and purpose of the United States military is to protect our, our nation against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and that's what they sign up to do. And uh, that's what they want to do when, when, they're, when they join. And I, and I don't think any of them care about you know, someone's sexual preference uh, as long as they right. can do their job well. We, you mentioned that you know, everyone is being pressured, but no one knows where the pressure is coming from. And um, I, we can't put our finger on who is who this person is or who this group is, but there is a group of people that have an agenda. And I think the agenda, if we're not careful, can be overlooked, but it shouldn't be overlooked. The agenda of the group of people that are pushing this, whoever those people are, clearly is to indoctrinate our children and whether their larger agenda is to undermine our society, undermine cultural and uh, you know American values, undermine the church, whatever it is, uh, their agenda is to get to our kids. And when we celebrate sexual orientation without the ability to think clearly on what that means and why that's important and you know things that most adults can't process, let alone children, uh, we're doing damage to, to, uh, to our kids. Again, here are some statistics. Gender ideology harms children. Um, this is an organization, or this is an article from, uh, let me pull it up here. Um, from the American College of Pediatrics. Okay, so they're hardly a, uh, a conservative, you know, right-wing hack organization. Uh, here, here's what the American, um, s- s- whatever, of pediatrics. I'm not good at reading. The American College of Pediatrics. Here's what they say. Human sexuality is an object, uh, an objective biological binary trait. XY and XX are genetic markers of male and female, respectively, not genetic markers of a disorder. (laughs) Okay, so here's what they're saying. There are men and there are women, and yet they go on. Number two, no one is born with a gender, and this is where it becomes so confusing, right? Everyone is born with a biological sex, gender, an awareness and sense of one's self as male or female. is a sociological and psychological concept, not an objective biological one. So, they're saying that, you know, we can be whatever we want to be. Now, if this isn't confusing to a child, now, this, this is, these are the people who speak to children. Okay, number three. <laughs> I can go on. Number three. A person's belief that he or she is something they or are not is, at best, 
a sign of confused thinking. So on one hand, we're being told you can be whatever you want to. On the other hand, we're being told if you are believing you are something that you're not, then you're confused. According to DSM-5, as many as 98% of gender-confused boys and 88% of gender-confused girls eventually accept their biological sex after naturally passing through puberty. So check that out, right? Don't miss that. 98% of gender-confused boys, 88% of gender-confused girls eventually accept their biological sex after naturally passing through puberty. So we're See, telling very... More time? I, think, I think everyone needs to hear that one more time. <laughs> we had we had an amazing guest on here, uh, Walt, Mr. Walt. Who Walt Hire, yeah, Walt guest. Hire. Yeah, so, okay, so 98% of gender-confused boys and 88% of gender-confused girls accept their biological sex after naturally passing through pu- through puberty. Why is that significant? Well, because we are now giving you know hormone blockers and gender reassignment surgeries to very small children and then reinforcing what we want them to be, I think typically is what it comes down to. And I say we very generally, you know, what parents want that to be. So small children being confused about their gender identity does not mean they're going to end up accepting that. It means they're confused because they're kids. And I have a rule of thumb. Kids are dumb. So so kids are kids. They're trying to figure this out. Most of them will come to the conclusion that they are what they're supposed to be. Here's number six. Pre-pubertal children diagnosed with gender dysphoria may be given puberty blockers as young as 11 and will require cross-sex hormones in later adolescence to continue impersonating the opposite sex. These children will never be able to conceive any genetically related children, even via artificial reproductive technology. In addition, cross-sex hormones, testosterone, and estrogen are associated with dangerous health, health risks, including but not limited to cardiac arrest, and it gives some others. Number seven, rates of suicide are nearly 20 times greater, 20 times greater among adults who use cross-sex hormones and undergo sex reassignment surgery, even in Sweden, which is among the most LGBTQ uh, affirming countries, conditioning children into believing a lifetime of chemical and surgical impersonation of the opposite sex is normal and healthful, uh, is child abuse. That is a commentary on these things in the article. And uh, we could go on, but the larger agenda right now seems to be to get to our kids. This month has been crazy. We've seen these uh, drag queen, not only story hours, which is how it all started, but shows uh, kids going to strip clubs where they're performing for people who are giving them money as though they were stripping for them. This is absolutely insane, and it's an indoctrination or an attempted indoctrination of our kids. And why we can't see that or understand the connection between the two uh, absolutely blows my mind. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's like a, like we're saying earlier, it's strategic. It has a target. One of the things I think we said we we were talking about is you don't know where it comes from, right? You don't know where the pressure is coming from. But, uh, but, but I think, you know, ultimately we know the origin of it and that's from, you know, this is a spiritual right, attack. Right. And you and I both Christians, we know this is spiritual. Right. We know that Satan, uh, is, is, is pushes these things to divide people, to uh, harm people, to attack, you know, beautiful, sweet children that are innocent and influenceable, uh, that, that are being ultimately the most harmed by this. Yeah. And, uh, and I also think, you know, as the enemy does this, there's a sinister group of people in the world that hate America, they hate freedom and everything America stands for. And, and for the last 80 years, since World War II, 
they've been trying to destroy America and infiltrate America through bringing division in amongst people, to bringing communism and socialism in America. And there's we again, you can't put your finger on who it is, but what it is, yeah. I have to put my finger on, and that's what it is. All this stuff you've seen, you've seen in the last few years with the with uh, the Black Lives Matter thing, you know, which is a communist movement, and uh, and uh, the racial division, which. You know, I thought a few years ago that racism was dead in America until we re- until we rekindled the flames and started putting people against each other. Now you're putting against uh, people, kind of pitting people against uh, you're bigoted if you are not gay, um, and that, it's been to that extreme. If you're not gay, if you're not part of the LGBT community, yeah. then you must hate them, right? If you don't agree with their lifestyle, is it's not enough. You get if you don't participate. Now uh, you must you're you're uh, a bigot. So I mean. This is meant all meant to divide humans against humans, yeah. people against people, and uh, that's where it comes from from a core of evil, uh, from the pit of hell, yeah, in a spiritual attack on our on our culture, on freedom, uh, on this country, and then there's people around the world and whatever power players there are, and however they have influence into America, they are trying to divide our country, and they have been uh, since since World War II. It's it's crazy you you say it like that. Talking about infiltration, I was reading uh, the book uh, Stalin's War um, a couple weeks ago. Now, I interviewed uh, Sean McMeekin for our show, and uh, he's a professor, written a lot on uh, Russian history, and wrote a book recently called Stalin's War. And he talks about the infiltration of communism pushed by Stalin in uh, the early part of the 20th century, really through the middle of the 20th century, and just just how uh, how casual it was, how slow it was, but how prevalent it was. And that infiltration, his goal was to uh, really cause so much chaos in Western countries and capitalistic countries that the Soviet Union could do what they wanted to do, kind of a shell game. And and hearing that and reading that, man, you're exactly right. It's an infiltration um, of our culture. And I I think in in a larger sense, and Christian people need to understand this, it's not just about dividing people. It's about undermining the very image of God on this earth. I mean, if we go back to uh, the book of Genesis, we were created in the image of God. Uh, we were created with the order that God intended. And part of that is male and female. Marriage is an institution, the first institution given to us by God. That was male and female. Um, we have a likeness or a reflection of God in us. And if we can... Um, say that gender is not something that's given to us as part of creation. If we can change what God intended, then really what we're doing is we're undermining, the word would be perverting uh, what God intended. And I think, you know, Satan's goal has always been to overthrow and pervert what God intended for good. These institutions, what are the institutions given to us? Uh, We know that the institutions given to us by God are the family, the institutions given to us by God are the church, and the other institution give us, given to us by God is um, government. Those were the three institutions given to us by God. And when we look at you know, Pride Month, when we look at this push to normalize uh, these gender issues and these gender ideologies, and particularly the transgender ideology, what we see is an overt, deliberate attack on those three institutions given to us by God. The family is absolutely being destroyed. 
The church, in many ways, is going along with it, being destroyed of influence, authority, and power. Um, Why can't the church speak into this? Well, because the church has bought into it, and it's been undermined and perverted, and then certainly government. Um, I I even saw yesterday, and I'm I'm sure you saw this as well, but uh, Governor Yunkin, is it Yunkin in Virginia, who ran as a strong conservative, ran as a strong Christian, ran on a pro-family platform, um, has completely gotten on board with Pride Month, holding Pride events at the uh, governor's mansion in Virginia, um, absolutely 100% giving his stamp of approval for all that this represents. And when that's the case from people that are supposed to hold the line, then the institutions have really been destroyed. And what a sad place we find ourselves in today. Um, it, 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 Unless something will change, unless something changes, it's, it's destroying who we are as, as people, as Christians, certainly as Americans. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I, I think if anybody is going to speak up for this, it needs to be uh, people, people of faith, people of the faith community, community leaders. Yeah. Often, you know, community leaders are, are from the church and pastors. Yeah. But uh, unfortunately, you're right. I, I've seen so many pastors and, and church leaders cower to this. They're, they're afraid of repercussions. They're afraid of being canceled. Uh, you know, they're afraid to talk on a show like this yep. openly and honestly yep. about the way they feel. And I believe that 90, probably 95% of Americans would agree with a hundred percent of what we've talked about in yeah. the show. Yeah. They don't hate, they not, uh, they don't discriminate. Uh, they just want equality and they don't want, uh, other people's beliefs being forced on them. Yeah. They don't want to be uh, bullied into something that they don't uh, believe themselves. Yeah. And, uh, and they don't want, our children to right, be harmed right. in the process. Uh, they don't want to be divided as a nation and people. Right. And I believe ninety-five percent of Americans uh, would agree with everything we're talking yeah. about right now. Yeah. But unfortunately, uh, the majority of those ninety-five percent, probably ninety-five percent of those ninety-five percent, are scared to talk about it. And uh, and it really, honestly, the only word I can use it really hurts me. Yeah. Uh, when I see pastors in a, every church in America right now should be dedicating one of the Sundays this month to talk about mm. Pride Pride Month in their community. They should be talking about yeah. it. Uh, they don't have to give their personal opinion about it, but it should be talked about from the pulpit. But they're they're scared to. And uh, we have and from being a Christian it shames me to say this, we we have many cowards and uh, that have pulpits in the churches in, yeah. in, in America right now. As you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now Mike has done it again by introducing his My Slippers. For a limited time, you will save $90 on a pair of My Slippers. This blowout sale of the year won't last, so order now. Mike has taken two years to develop the My Slippers, and they are designed to wear both indoor and out all day long. Made with MyPillow Foam and Impact Gel to help prevent fatigue, they are also made with quality leather suede. Call 1-800-870-0283, use the promo code SITREP, or go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code SITREP. This offer will not last long, so order now with promo code SITREP at MyPillow.com. There were uh, there are uh, two pastors in uh, New Jersey who I connected with recently, and, and they have a podcast. They had me on their podcast this week, <clears throat> and they live in New Jersey. And they said 
one town over from us, there's a Baptist church. So these guys are pastors in their town. And uh, they said, one town over from us, there's a Baptist church. And this coming weekend, they're holding pride events all day on Saturday at their church. They're doing a drag queen story hour at their church. And all of this is happening, you know, under the guise of them being a church, which, you know, my response was, well, they're not really a church. Just, you know, no one's told them that. Um, yeah. But they're not the only one. And if churches go along with this, if churches are not willing to stand up and say, hey, you can believe what you want to. We stand for justice. We stand for equality. We want people to have the right to, you know, do what they believe they should do. Um, But God um, has a different opinion about what this looks like. Then then we're never going to get this back. And I'm I'm a little bit scared that that's where we are. Look, you know, people are scared to say their opinion. I'm a, I'm a messed up person. I, I have been messed up. <laughs> I, I, there's a lot of things I do wrong in my life. There's a lot of sin in my life. Uh, you know, I do my best to live my life now in accordance with biblical principles and do my best to try to uh, make wise decisions sure. based on biblical principles. However, I, I know that I'm a flawed person and I know that my sin is no worse. When we talk about the Bible saying homo, homosexuality is a sin, I, I know that my sin is no worse, uh, no better than the, the sin of homosexuality. Mm. But what I what I believe uh, is the as a Christian, what I believe is when you have a, a willful lifestyle, yeah, uh, of what you can continue to choose sure, sure. to sin. That's the difference here, and um, and you know we we could argue that people were born this way, and like you said, ninety eight percent of uh, boys and eighty eight percent of girls. Uh, who, who deal with gender dysphoria, change their mind after puberty. You, you could talk about if people were born this way or not. Uh, maybe people are born with a, with a propensity to sin in a certain way. I, I, believe, I, was, I believe I was born with a propensity to sin uh, uh, sexually. I believe I was born with a propensity to sin out of anger. Uh, these are things that my father suffered with and my grandfather suffered with. And uh, so I was born with a propensity to do those things. But just because I was born with the propensity to do <laughs> right. those things, doesn't give me a green light to do them. Sure. It doesn't give me a right to do them. Yeah. I'm not entitled to behave a certain way because I feel that way. And, uh, and there's con- there'll be consequences in my life yeah. for me acting out on those things and, and to live a lifestyle where I was just like, hey, this is how I feel. This is who I am. So I'm just going to live. I'm going to be as angry as I want to. I'm going to sleep with as many women as I want to because I was born yeah. with just propensity inside yeah. of me. Right? I, I mean, my life would be a train wreck because of those <laughs> decisions. <laughs> right. And uh, so this is where I am. I don't, again, uh, you know, We've got gay people listening. I don't hate you. I don't even judge you. Uh, I just personally think that the lifestyle choices you're making are, are harmful to you and harmful to the world around you. Mm. And, uh, and, a, and, a, and a, as someone that cares about other people, I'm not afraid to speak that out. Yeah. Uh, you may not believe what I believe, and that's your right as an American and as a, as a human because uh, God didn't make you a robot. He gave you a choice sure. to choose yeah, sure. not to do that, do that or not. And so – I'm never going to judge someone about that, uh, but I'll always be honest about yeah. it from my beliefs. Well, yeah. I, I mean, the premise of the Bible is that we are born in sin, right? And if we, there's so many places we could go to that, but uh, as Christians, if we believe the Bible, we would say that Jesus is the Son of God, that He had to come because we're sinful, and that sin has a penalty. That penalty is eternal separation from God. And Jesus came to pay the price for that sin. So we're all born in sin. So the idea that we're born this way, well, we're all born sinners. I mean, that's that's all of us. And what that required was that God, in the flesh, Jesus, die in our place. And he calls us to new life. He calls us to 
uh, wholeness, and he calls us to walk differently. And so I, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think the idea that, well, I'm born this way. Well, yeah, we're all born messed up, every single one of us, every single one of us. And, you know, using that as a reason. Uh, it's funny in our program, we talk about trauma all the time. And I think one of my favorite phrases is there's never an excuse to behave poorly, right? <laughs> like there's never an excuse to behave. I mean, you, you can have a reason and there can be a real reason, but that's not an excuse to behave poorly and certainly not against uh, God and his plan for you. But as you mentioned, even if someone rejects what we believe as Christians, um, that does not mean you have the right because you reject what we believe to force your ideology particularly on children, um, and you know, believe what you want to, live how you want to, but you don't get to force that on other people, and then penalize them if they disagree with you. Um, you know, have we gotten that wrong in the past? Of course. Will we get it wrong again? Probably. But that doesn't change the fact that you know, we all have the right as Americans to believe what we want to, to live that way according to our conscience, and uh, to leave other people alone. <laughs> and separating people into segments and separating people in a place where we would celebrate one group of people over another is, is absolutely ridiculous and is so divisive and insidious. And we have to get back to a place where an American is an American and we can work together and move together. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and we, got, we, got to, we have to stop uh, indoctrinating our children. We have to stop indoctrinating our children. Uh, it's the, and, uh, and I applaud, while we're on there, I applaud Governor DeSantos sure. from Florida. I mean, he, he said boldly, like, he's going to push for, for legislation to make it a felony if you bring a child <laughs> to a strip club and, and in front of uh, transgender dancers yeah. and try to, then th- those parents will be charged for a crime. And they should be. It's, uh, it, it's child abuse. To bring your, it's child abuse. your, your yes. toddler, toddler child and have them stuffing money into a man's underwear uh, is child abuse. Yeah, or or the other way around, right? Because I think that was happening as well. I, I saw. Well, I mean, yeah, well there, was, there was a man and dressed like a, a girl. <laughs> I, 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 anyway, man, woman. Uh, Taking them in no there, right? Yeah, we I mean, used had, we used to just they had ex- a neon sign in back. If you read with the neon sign in the back, it said, "Yeah, uh, you know, I, you could go and look up what the neon sign said." Well, and it, used, had no place it used to be accepted that the one kind of untouchable area was sexuality as it relates to kids. The one thing we protect kids from, the only thing we protect kids from universally is, is you know, sexual content and sexual information and sexual situations. And, um, yeah, it's, it's so crazy. I saw, I saw somebody the other day, it was a meme, I guess, it said, um, it said something like, Governor DeSantis is even fixing Texas's problems now, or something like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, man, he's he's making some. He's made some really. He's, he's shown he's shown some great leadership. Yeah, he sure has. And uh, you know, I think every governor uh, across the nation could learn something from from him. And if your job as an executive is to protect the people that live in your state, then you should take this very very seriously because even those little kids need to be protected, and uh, we need to make sure that that's happening. But a big issue, of course, and, you know, it's, it's so important. But um, at the bottom or the bottom line or at the end of the day, we've got to stop as a nation um, elevating one segment of society over another. It's, it's not helpful. It's not unifying. And it causes so many problems and division uh, that I, I don't know. Frankly, I'm not sure we'll ever, we'll ever recover from. But I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, do you know of any schools that are, that are as a school, embracing Pride Month. 
Well, I mean, most schools are out of school now, so maybe that's uh, maybe that was the design. I don't know, but um, I I I wouldn't surprise me. Certainly, you know, here in California, if that was the case, I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I know colleges are, but uh, you know, the um, the concern would be, you know, elementary school level. Well, and that was the issue in Florida with Disney and Governor DeSantis in the first place was uh, schools promoting that agenda. Yeah, at third grade, you know, teaching, teaching. Uh, yeah. Well, I think I think the bill was don't say gay, right? There's no reason to say the, the word gay or introduce. Uh, well, and gay that, or yeah, but that wasn't even in the bill. I mean, it didn't say that. It said that no, um, for kindergarten through third grade, there should be no conversations between teachers and children dealing with the subject of sex, heterosexual or otherwise. And so even the don't say gay moniker is propaganda. That It wasn't in the bill. It was just, hey, we need to protect our very small children from having these conversations with children or with uh, with teachers. So particularly you have to realize most of these teachers, by the way, that are teaching these kindergarten through uh through third grade and no insult to them, because I think teachers are one of the, you know, you know, great staples of our country. But most of them are like going to be between 22 and 25 years old. And uh, so I don't want a 22 to 25 year old teaching my kid about sex, my my first grader about sex. I want to teach him his ABCs. Yeah. How to how to do two plus two plus two or, or you know, basic basic multiplication. But they don't have any business talking about sex. Well, I think regardless of age, if you're an adult and you feel like you need to talk to very small children about you know, perversions of sex, then there's something wrong with you. And so I think we should acknowledge that as well, that, that yeah, these, aren't, yeah. these aren't well-adjusted, normal adults who are having these conversations. These are people who have um, a very clear agenda, and the agenda is to, you know, indoctrinate our kids. But, um, yeah. yeah, but as you mentioned, and I think this is it, we need to stand up and let our voices be heard and, and yeah. at least encourage other people to know that, you may see it everywhere, but this is not what normal people think. And uh, we need to be willing to stand up and at least make our voice heard. I mean, for crying out loud. <laughs> uh, we both served in the military. We both, you know, we just celebrated Memorial Day. We both lost people who gave their lives for the freedoms that we have to to stand up and, and speak our minds. And, uh, yeah, we need to do it or it's a wasted right. Um, very good. I, I hope that's a help. Again, this is something that people at least need to think through and spend some time breaking down for themselves. Think for yourself. This is this is like my theme um, right now is just think for yourself. Don't let other people tell you how to think. And uh, you can come to the right conclusions, if you will. Uh, let us know what you think uh, on this. You can find uh, our channel over on YouTube. Search for The Situation Report. You'll find our channel there. That's a good place for you to subscribe. Hit the notification bell. And then you can leave us a comment. Let us know what you think about this. We'd love to see that or receive that from you. Unless you hate us, in which case we'll still read it. But we won't love it. So we'll still read it, though. You have a right to leave whatever comment you want. And uh, we'll get that from you. Make sure that you're also subscribed to your favorite podcast platform. That would be awesome as well. Uh, Appreciate you joining us. And we will talk to you next time. Many of our veterans feel they need to fight their battles alone. This self-isolation has led to the staggering statistic of more than 20 veterans taking their lives every day. The mission of Mighty Oaks is to eradicate the veteran suicide epidemic and help our warriors change their legacies. 
We've been able to help over 4,000 veterans and first responders by equipping them with the tools they need to live the lives they were created to live. Our faith-based, peer-to-peer approach has one of the highest success rates of any program available today, offering hope and understanding to those who need it most. By aligning their lives to biblical principles, these men and women are able to lead their families, their communities, and our nation. It's your generosity that can make a difference in the lives of the men and women who have fought for our country and our freedoms. Now that they're home, don't let them fight alone. Learn more at MightyOaksPrograms.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.